Christopher Bernard Wilder was dubbed the Beauty Queen Killer by the newspaper headlines that tracked his murderous trek across the country. In his year-long spree, he abducted and raped at least ten young women. Eight of his victims died at his hands, and several more simply went missing. Wilder lured his victims in with flashy cars, an expensive camera, and promises of modeling jobs. But his intentions were much, much darker. This is his story. Christopher Bernard Wilder was born on March 13, 1945, to an international couple. His father was American and his mother a native Australian. He was a sickly child, and while still an infant, he was given last rites. He nearly drowned in a pool at two years old, and at age three he suffered convulsions while riding in a car with his parents. He had to be resuscitated after the convulsions stopped. His health improved over time, but as a teenager, new problems developed. At 17 years old, Wilder participated in a gang rape of a girl on a beach. He pled guilty to carnal knowledge and received a mild sentence of one-year probation and mandatory counseling and therapy. The treatment included group therapy and electroshock. He went on to marry at 23, but the union lasted little more than days. His new bride complained of sexual abuse and left after discovering a stash of panties and nude photos of other women in his car. One year later, in November of 69, Wilder used nude photographs to extort sex from an Australian nursing student. She filed a complaint with the police, but the charges were dropped when she refused to testify in court. It was after this that Wilder decided to move to America, he relocated to Florida, where he began working in construction and as an electrician. He rented a luxurious bachelor pad that included a hot tub and private photography suite. He completed his image with a sports car and presented himself to women as a photographer. To the outside, he was a successful businessman, but he had a much darker side. In March of 1971, Wilder was arrested on Pompano Beach on the charge of soliciting women to pose for nude photos. He pled the charges down to disturbing the peace, and after paying a fine, was released. He was relatively inconspicuous for six years after that. Then, in October of 1977, he was arrested for abducting a high school student and forcing her to perform oral sex on him by threatening to beat her if she refused. During the investigation, he admitted his crime to his therapist, but the interviews between doctor and patient were inadmissible in court. The result? He was acquitted and again released into the public. On June 21, 1980, he lured a teenage girl into his car with the promises of a modeling job. He drove her to a rural location where he raped her, and he was again arrested and plea-bargained the charges down to attempted sexual battery and received a mere five years probation and further therapy. In late December 1982, while he was visiting his parents' home in Australia, Wilder was accused of abducting two 15-year-old girls from a beach in New South Wales. The girls claimed he had forced them to pose for pornographic photos. He was traced by the license plates of the rental car he drove. He was released on a $350,000 bond paid by his parents and permitted to return to America on the basis that he returned for his trial that was scheduled for May 7th of 1983. 
Due to legal delays, the trial date was again pushed out to April 3, 1984, but he would never return for that trial. Back in the States on February 6, 1984, 20-year-old Rosario Gonzalez disappeared from her job at the Miami Grand Prix. Wilder had been a contestant at the races that day and had also been seen with Gonzalez before she disappeared. Later, on March 4th, 23-year-old Elizabeth Kenyon also disappeared. She was last seen at a gas station talking with Wilder after leaving the school where she taught. His name was later found in her address book. Her family recalled her speaking of Wilder as a real gentleman, unlike the other photographers who had approached her in the past for nude photographs. As with Gonzalez, no trace of Elizabeth Kenyon has ever been found. March 13th was Wilder's 39th birthday, and he bought himself a special present to celebrate, a 1973 Chrysler. Three days later, the newspapers reported that a Boynton Beach race driver was wanted for questioning by the police regarding the disappearance of the two local women. Wilder decided it was time to leave. He confided in his business partner that he was not going to go to jail. He missed his therapy appointment on the 17th, and that set off the first alarm bells that would set police to begin tracking him down. The chase would eventually stretch across the country as Wilder left numerous victims in his wake. On March 19, 1984, 21-year-old Terry Ferguson disappeared from a local shopping mall. Witnesses claimed that she'd been seen with Wilder before vanishing. Her body was later pulled from the Polk County Canal. The next day, Wilder abducted a university student from a mall in Tallahassee. He drove her across the state line to Bainbridge, Georgia. There, he rented a motel room and tortured the girl with electrical shocks, smeared superglue on her eyelids, and raped her multiple times. She eventually managed to lock herself in the bathroom. Help arrived when she screamed and pounded on the walls, alerting neighboring motel guests. Wilder fled and escaped capture. He showed up in Texas not long after, when on March 21st, he approached 24-year-old Terry Walden and solicited her for nude photographs. She declined and told her husband about the encounter later that evening. Terry disappeared two days later, and her body was discovered on the 26th. She'd been torn and stabbed repeatedly. The next victim was Cheryl Bonaventura. She was taken from a mall in Grand Junction, Colorado, on March 29th. Wilder had been seen soliciting women for photographs in the area and was also seen with Cheryl at a restaurant that afternoon. On April 1st, Wilder took 17-year-old Michelle Korfman. She'd been a teenage model working a fashion show at the Meadows Mall in Las Vegas. Wilder had been seen at the show, smiling and transfixed by the young models that paraded before him in miniskirts. On April 3, 1984, Wilder had been linked with three murders, one kidnapping, and four disappearances. He was considered by the FBI as a significant danger to the public, and his name was added to the 10 most wanted list. The following day, he added to those numbers. He abducted 16-year-old Tina Marie Risico in Torrance, California. He raped her that night and through successive evenings, taking her from place to place as he made his way east. He threatened and abused her to the point where a terrified Tina agreed to help lure in other victims. On April 10th, 
Donette Wilt was lured away from a shopping mall in Merrillville, Indiana. She was raped and tortured for two days before Wilder tried to murder her. On April 12th, Wilder stabbed Donette and left her for dead outside Rochester, New York. Somehow, she managed to survive and dragged herself to the nearest highway, where a passing motorist found her, picked her up, and took her immediately to the nearest hospital. She survived. Later that same day, Wilder took his final victim, Beth Dodge. She was abducted near Victor, New York, and later found shot to death in a nearby gravel pit. Following the murder, Wilder took pity on his captive, Tina. He drove her to Boston's Logan Airport, purchased a one-way ticket, and saw her off to the gate. She was the only victim that Wilder ever released. He wasted no time, though, in beginning his search for new victims. On April 13th, he pointed his gun at a woman in Beverly, Massachusetts. She fled on foot and escaped unharmed. But Wilder went on. He wandered into New Hampshire, where he stopped for gas. There, state troopers recognized his car from the FBI descriptions that had been circulated and approached. Wilder saw the troopers coming, and he dove into his car, going for his gun. State trooper Leo Jellison jumped on Wilder's back to wrest the gun away. In the struggle, the three fifty seven Magnum discharged, the bullet passing first through Wilder and then into Jellison, where it lodged in his liver. Jellison survived the gunshot wound. Wilder did not. He died almost instantly, and the cardiologist who examined the body deemed the death as the result of cardiac obliteration. Though Wilder was no longer a threat, the death count and number of disappearances attributed to him continued to grow. Cheryl Bonaventura's body was discovered on May 3, 1984, in Utah, two and a half months after she disappeared. She died of gunshot wounds. Michelle Korfman's body was discovered on May 11th, but it would take another month before her body was actually identified. No trace of Gonzalez or Kenyon was ever found, and what happened to them remains a mystery to this day. Wilder was also linked, after his death, to additional unsolved crimes. Two girls, ages 10 and 11, identified him through mug shots as the man who had abducted them from a park in Boynton Beach and had forced them to fillet him in the woods nearby. The attack had happened in 1983, and until Wilder made headlines, the girls hadn't been able to identify their attacker. There were other, older crimes that were also linked to Wilder. In 1985, Marianne Schmidt and Christine Chirac were last seen in the company of a man who matched Wilder's description. Their bodies were later found strangled, raped, and repeatedly stabbed. In 1981, Mary Hare and Mary Optis were teenagers when they disappeared. Hare was later discovered stabbed to death. Optis remains among the missing. In 1982, the skeletal remains of two unidentified women were found in shallow graves near property owned by Wilder. One had been dead for several years, and the other a matter of months. On July 6, 1983, Tammy Leppert was a teenage model who was taken from her convenience store job. On March 7, 1984, Melody Gray was 19 years old and working a midnight shift at an all-night store when she disappeared. Her body was found three days later in a rural canal in Florida 
around the same time and area that Wilder was active. Colleen Osborne was 15 years old when she went missing from her bedroom in Daytona Beach on March 15, 1984. Wilder had been seen in the same area earlier, propositioning girls for modeling jobs. Newspapers reported Wilder as the beauty queen killer, based on the types of victims he targeted. Before he was himself killed, he'd claimed the lives of eight confirmed victims in America alone. He was linked with the disappearances and deaths of several more. The total number of the lives he took and the victims he claimed in one way or another will never truly be known. That's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode about the beauty queen killer, Christopher Wilder. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and feel free to leave us a comment as it helps others find us more easily. Help spread the word by liking us on Facebook or following on Twitter and Tumblr. On a side note, I'd like to send out a special thanks to the Dark Myths Collective. Dark Myths is a collective of podcasts and podcasters dedicated to producing high-quality and emotionally power-packed listening experiences. Their shows span the full spectrum of genres, from history to fiction and crime stories. What binds them together is that they explore the darker side. This allows you to cross genres and discover podcasts that otherwise you might not have found. So be sure to check them out sometime at darkmyths.org. Dark Myths is a really fantastic collaboration, and I'm excited to be a part of it. I'd also like to send out a thank you to Travis Dow at the History of Alchemy podcast for his wonderful help in designing our new Brutal Ends logo. The History of Alchemy podcast is way worth a listen and subscribing. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or an idea for a podcast, send us a message at info at brutalends.com. Until next time.